When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going down, everybody? It's your boy, Ray G, the creator and founder of Destination Devi, and I am excited as hell today because on this show... You ain't gonna hear me. You're gonna hear the newest edition under the Destination Devi umbrella. My boys, two of my friends from right here in Dallas, Texas. So yes, they too may be a tad bit biased towards the Dallas Cowboys, but I promise you, these two gentlemen know their stuff. They are fantasy football enthusiasts. They play in multiple dynasty leagues and they are dope ass individuals. I am excited to announce the Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast hosted by my man, Fantasy Jeans. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S, as well as my boy, Ike. Follow him at just underscore I-K-E-09 on Twitter. And make sure you're checking out the show, Off The Line Fantasy Football. You can find them at Off The Line FF on Twitter. Hey, without further ado, let's get into the show, baby. Hello, Fantasy Football family. I welcome you to Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eugene. I'm one of your hosts on the show, and this is our first show of the year. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can also find our official Twitter page at Off the Line FF. Uh, on this pod, we'll be talking all things fantasy football from a redraft perspective, analyzing certain players and their situations and hopefully in a language that you'll be able to uh, understand and apply to your fantasy squads. Now to my other host of the show, my boy Ike, what's going on? What's happening, man? What's happening? Uh, you all can find man? me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And uh, yeah, man, we're uh, we're at the halfway point in the season. Um, you know, today was the NFL trade deadline. Unfortunately, in per usual, it uh, went through, came and gone with, with the whimper. <laughs> we, we, we hear all these we hear all these uh names on the block saying oh is this where is this player going to end up where is that player going to end up but you know at the end of the day it's all it's you know it's all smoke no fire um you know there's there's a lot of a lot of teams that you know they 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 don't want to make moves because either their their front offices are too cowardly or you know they're too too stubborn or they're too scared to pull the trigger on deals um, whereas, you know, we have other teams like the Rams who are off, you know, often willing to go all in and, you know, year in and year out. I mean, we've seen it since since McVay has taken over as coach. Right. I mean, 
I don't I don't even think he's had a first round pick. Um, he don't care about those picks, man. He doesn't care about those picks. It's picks over players. I'm sorry, p- players over picks. Um, I'm an advocate of that on Twitter. I should start. Uh, <laughs> I should go ahead and put that on my bio. But um, you know, while we're on the topic of the Rams, uh, the Rams they're you know they're 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 balling right now, and they're led by one man named uh, Cooper Cup because he is <laughs> off to a historic start. Um, I think he's on pace for you know breaking. Uh, I think he's on pace for you know being fourth in total in t- uh, second in catches. I think no third in catches. Um, he's, he he may break the NFL record for receiving yards. He's on pace for 1964, I believe. I think that ties Calvin Johnson, and he's on pace for 22 touchdowns, which is just shy of uh, of Randy Moss. Randy Moss is 23 um, in 2007. But um, yeah, he has he has 900 yards and 10 touchdowns already, and then we're only in week nine. We're only in week nine. Like that's that's insane. And he already has, and this is funny, he already has more fantasy points this year than he had all of last year. It was crazy. I mean, I mean, if if there's no doubt, I mean, we you know, we I, I don't want to bury the lead here, but we have, you know, we have another segment later on in the show called Midseason MVPs. Um, it's pretty unanimous that he's the guy um that is our you know midseason MVP because he's you know, he's just he's just on another level with Matthew Stafford over there in LA. Um, you know. You know, obviously, Derrick Henry's injury was unfortunate, um, and he, you know, kind of they they might have been one A and one B, but as of right now, there's one clear cut guy that's uh, you know that's just balling out of his mind right now, and that's Cooper Cup. And yeah. he's yeah, yeah, very true. Now I know you started diving into uh, you know start talking about players or whatnot, but we didn't even let them know where they where we from, who we rep, anything like that. Yeah, um, you know, kind of kind of got a little ahead of myself there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, my name is Eugene. Um, I I'm born and raised in Dallas, Texas. So you already know I'm a, a Cowboys fan. So you know, put your hand, put your stars up. Six and one. Who do we hear? So um, all things Dallas over here. Uh, I've been playing fantasy for shoot probably since like 2005 in college, uh, and just you know, just something that I've grown to love over the course of time. Uh, just playing redraft. Uh, and, and dynasty, but uh, definitely love the the redraft aspect of fantasy football. Uh, well, how about yourself? Yeah, man. Um, I think I was first introduced to fantasy football back in two thousand and seven, I believe. You know, I was watching the football game on TV, and you know, I, I kept seeing these commercials like periodically for fantasy football, fantasy football, and I just think to myself, like, what is that? You know, and, and you know, these NFL.com commercials for fantasy football. So I just you know, I hopped on a computer one day and, you know, did, did some research on my own and tried to see like, you know, what, what it's all about. And, you know, I, I read through things and I joined some random leagues and um, I, I got hooked, you know, I got hooked. Um, you know, my first, <laughs> my very first league, I'll never forget this. Uh, I, I, I had a chance and this is 2007. I think I had a chance to draft uh, the fourth round. It was, it was the fourth round and I had a chance to draft Vincent Jackson or Randy Moss. And this was obviously the year that, you know, Randy Moss's first year in New England, he had just left Oakland. He looked like yep. a shell of himself. Yep. Didn't know what to expect. And then, you know, yep. Vincent Jackson, he had been, he had been balling with the Chargers. Yep. So I was like, you know, who, who, mm, who has most, who has most upside? Um, and then I just ended up picking Vincent Jackson Vincent inexplicably. Jackson. And I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, and I didn't know that Randy Moss would go on to have such a historic season. Um, needless to say, that's my first bonehead decision. 
that I've ever made. And I, I'm sure, you know, over the course of time, I've made, uh, you know, other bonehead decisions in fantasy football. But um, that, I think that was the first time I was introduced. Um, and, you know, like Gene said, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're both from Dallas. Uh, we met back in 2010. And then we, you know, we, uh, we started playing fantasy together uh, maybe just, you know, just shy of uh, 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago. And yeah, it's Dallas Cowboys over here as well. Got the hat on, representing six and one, man. Uh, let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about us. Now let, let's let's go ahead and start diving into like some of the players that people might be interested in hearing about in situations that uh, that might be need to be uncovered a little bit. Uh, so my like usually we'll go we'll start the show off talking about our reactions and takeaways from the previous week. Um, so let me start off with. With I mean Monday Night Football, uh, the Chiefs offense, it oh man, it just I don't know. It, it seems like people have figured them out. Like a lot of people playing cover two shell, and you know you're not gonna beat us deep, and you just y'all just need to figure it out. Uh, just watching the the Chiefs offense is clear that you can't really trust anybody uh, besides Tyreek and Kelsey. I mean Kelsey himself struggled. I don't even game. think you can trust Kelsey right now. Kelsey has, yeah. has not had a, a you, know, a, you know, the last couple of games have been been pretty pretty bad for him. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if you can really trust him. I mean, I mean, you got to start Mahomes, but I mean, he's look, I mean, he looks pressed. He doesn't have time, um, and he 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 doesn't want to throw short. But that's all you can do. Um, I mean, yeah. you just just look at the YPA. It's six yards per attempt for the last six games. That's not even. <laughs> that's that's not even in, that's not even in his in his mind. Like he, you can just look at him when he's trying to play. Like man, where where's my deep ball at? And just yeah, just can't he's not do connecting it. on it. He's not yeah. connecting on it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I saw I saw a stat. You know, um, earlier he's only he was only two of thirteen on passes that traveled ten yards down the field, and that was his career low. Um, you know, so we're we're seeing we're literally seeing the the worst of Patrick Mahomes like right now um, as we yeah. speak now. He has ten interceptions on the season. We, you know, if we watch the games, you would you would see that you know at least half of them you have bounced off of his off of his receiver hands. But you know, he's still making a lot of you know errant throws, and he, he's not setting his feet, and he, he's he's a little jittery in the pocket. He he gets off a of structure too quickly. Um, you know, like you said, he's pressing. So we we're trying to we're trying to figure out what's going on with them. But you know, they're just. They're just a difficult team. I mean, they're four and four. Um, you know, they they're exactly what a four and four team would look like. You know, there's yep. a lot of there's some high highs and some really low lows. Yeah. Um, as yeah. evidenced against the Titans two weeks ago. So yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to figure out. But again, if you're gonna start anybody from this team, it's gonna be Mahomes. You know, he'll still he'll still give you a he'll still give you a decent rushing floor. Um, he'll still give you some touchdown passes. Um, and then also start Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, he's he had 18 targets last game, last night. Um, but you know, only only for 94 yards, which is really uncharacteristic of him. He's usually getting the down getting the ball, you know, deep down the field. But again, you know, Mahomes didn't really connect on those passes last night. So um I I, I would like to think that better days are ahead for this Chiefs offense, but um, you know, well, that remains to be seen. They they have Green yeah. Bay coming in and uh, and they're and they're they're as hot as ever. Um, they haven't lost since week one. Yep. They have Devontae Adams and and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Jones to 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 contend with. So, you know, good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll be remiss if I didn't touch on this player uh, that recently just got hurt. Your boy King Henry. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I know a lot of fantasy owners are are probably just hurt right now because he's pretty much he's done for the year. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's somebody that people, I mean, I'm sure most of these teams that had him, there had to been winning records because, I mean, by himself, he's, he, he, he was destroying, he's destroying everybody that's in his way. Um, yeah. But uh, for the owners, if you, if you're trying to look for who you want to replace for him, I mean, it's going to be tough because, you I mean, you just signed a 36 running, 36 year old running back in AP yeah. Uh, you have you have McNichols, which they've only used for passing down situations. They just signed uh, Deontay Foreman to the practice squad. I'm not sure if you're going to trust that. Yeah. Uh, and then you got was it Makai Sargent? I mean, I they, they just they just waived him today. They waived him oh, today. Well, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, so it's so just going to be those three uh, now. It's just going to be those three. So y- you don't know. I mean, you don't want to blow a lot of fab on them. We'll we'll touch on you know waiver wire pickups a little bit later on, but. Yeah. You don't want to blow. You don't want to blow a lot of fab on any of these guys, um, you know, unless you're the, the Henry owner. Um, and if if there's a guy that you want to touch on, or if there's a guy that you want to spend money on, it, it should be, at least me personally, I think it should be McNichols because you know most people play in PPR leagues. If you play in standard leagues, I don't know if this is the show for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> this, is, this is for all fantasy players. It's all fantasy players. Um, but no, um, and I think for, for my money, I think it's McNichols. He, he's already in the passing game role. And that, I mean, that role is going to, you know, pretty much expand now. You know, the, the Titans are going to be forced to throw more um, over the course of the, over the course of the season. They'll, they'll have to, you know, funnel the offense through Tannehill, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Um, so yeah, I think more passes are you know are coming in for that uh, that Titans offense, and you know staying on that Titans offense. Uh, I, I did mention AJ Brown; he has been a monster <laughs> over the mm-hmm. last three weeks. Uh, this this last week, he uh, ten catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. He caught it like a ten yard out, and then just turned on got the out chance. Of there. Yeah, got, got out, out of there. Got out of there and left everybody in the dust. It was it was amazing. That's this is what AJ Brown does. Like he's fully healthy now. He's past that hamstring injury. Um and, and when he gets in the open field, just look out. Just yeah, look out. Um, and he's and he's uh past the Chipotle or whatever that was bugging his stomach for two weeks. So Yeah, it was it was the Chipotle. He inexplicably <laughs> went to Chipotle. Um, you know, you know, we all make mistakes. We're all young. He's I think I think he's only like twenty four years old. We're we're, yeah. we're all young and dumb sometimes, but <laughs> uh, you know he, he's he's pa- he's passed it now. I mean, he's averaging 25 fantasy points per game over over his last three on a 33 percent target share. Um, that's that's insane. So um, you know, while Julio Jones has been out, I mean, he's taken over that role and and showed yeah. that hey, I, hey, I'm still here. You know, don't let those injuries fool you. I'm still a baller, and I'm still gonna be I'm still gonna be showing out. Yeah, true. Another person that's been showing out uh, through the air uh, is uh, Michael Carter. <laughs> <laughs> your boy yeah. uh your boy's getting all the receptions man like yeah um he's the last couple of weeks he's looked really good um and i mean for ppr standards and just overall like his role in the offense with with the jets right now yeah. um i mean over the last two weeks he's had uh 15 out of the 20 uh running back rushes he's had nine for 95 receiving this past week yeah. uh, you know 28 of the target share uh, I mean, Mike Mike White, he he likes throwing the running backs, and Michael Carr has definitely uh, seen the benefits of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, one from you know from one Michael to another Michael. Um, we'll go from you know from Michael Carter and uh, the, the the Jets to Michael Pittman. 
mm-hmm. with the Colts because his uh, his breakout is on. His breakout is on, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. So if you have Michael Pittman on your roster, um, you might you probably drafted him in maybe round ten, round eleven. Uh, you're you're reaping the benefits because you know he, he had another stellar game: 10, 10 catches for eighty six yards and two touchdowns on fifteen targets. Uh, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is finally you know using him properly the way he should be used. Um, that's a 31% target share. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's elite usage. So anything above, you know, 25, you know, 30% target share. We'll, we'll be touching on target share a lot throughout the course of this podcast, but just, yeah. you know, just for future reference, you know, target share at 30, 30 in the thirties, that's elite usage. Um, and that's yeah. when the, you know, the top scoring guys get. Um, so, you know, he has four touchdowns over his last four games um, and he's ninth in the NFL in receiving yards currently. So yeah, he's, He's he's on a roll now, and you know I, I like to see you know what that Colts offense is, um, you know how that how that Colts offense continues to to blossom with him. Yeah, in Car- it. Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and just talking about another wide receiver, uh, I know people got that late that late scratch from Calvin Ridley uh, before them twelve o'clock games. Uh, he came out and said that he basically needed to take a, a, a mental a mental illness break uh, for whatever he's going on in, uh, with him in his life. You know, just want to hopefully that um, you want to pray for whatever he's going on. And I mean, you know, hopefully we see him back, but uh, he's he's still a human. Yeah. Um, and and then with within that, you still I mean, we still got we still playing the game of fantasy. So I mean, when we saw that, we just automatically assumed okay. You can see your boy Cal, uh, Kyle Pitts get more targets or this and that. Um, it didn't happen this past week. Uh, you know, they had Stephon Gilmore with the Panthers. He was activated this this past weekend. They, yeah. He shadowed him and he he was on he was on that law and order. He was locked down. Yeah, he was on he was on Rikers. <laughs> on Rikers <laughs> yeah. <Island>. yeah. <laughs> so but just you know, just looking ahead um, with him being out. You're going to see Hayden Hurst get more looks. You're going to see Mike Davis. Mike is going to get more touches. I mean, he's not running the ball, but they'll throw him the ball. So, yeah. And then some something called Tarjay Tarjay Sharp is going to get some more <laughs> some, <laughs> some touches Sharp. too. Uh, hey, I but hey, don't, Russell, don't but don't disrespect Cordero Patterson because you didn't mention him. Uh, I, I mean, I think, that's I that's without even good. saying. You got to you got to yeah. mention him though. You got to mention him. Cordero yeah. Patterson. He's he's the he's the main guy there right now, getting all the targets and getting getting the looks. Um, you know, him and Kyle Pitts. That's where the Atlanta offense should you know should funnel through. Just those two players, at least in, in the interim, until Calvin Ridley you know figures everything out. You know, which we hope he does, um, so he can get back to us as soon as you know as soon as he can. Um, so yeah, what, what, what did you have? What, what else stood out to you, um, from this past week? Um, I think, um, your boy Antonio Gibson, um, just, I mean, he's not even like, we already know he, you know, all the talk from the beginning of the season. Oh, we're going to use him like CMC. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to get all the touches. I knew that was a and crock I mean, from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was. I just, you know, River, Bo- River Bo- Ryan always telling the story, man. Yeah. Um, but during the course of the season so far, we've seen like his passing game usage just dwindle, dwindle. Now, I mean, this past week, he didn't get anything. Yeah. He's been dealing with the shin injury and it's to the point now. I mean, you saw Garrett Patterson, uh, Jared Patterson, he got half the rush, the rushing share this past week. Yeah, that's uh, concerning. So that's concerning. Yeah, it's very concerning. So hopefully, you know, during this bye week, they can figure it out. Um, I mean, if they if he's still not healthy when they come out, I mean, 
I mean, uh, Garrett, Jared Patterson would definitely be somebody you want to look look in the add in um, yeah. if he's going to get at least half the uh, rushing share. So um, yeah. that's another thing that stood out to me. Yeah. Speaking of concerning, uh, we want to talk about the we briefly want to touch on the Lions. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he was in an absolute smash spot uh, against the against the Eagles with Jamal Williams out due, uh, due to a hip injury. He had 17 touches and only had 41 yards and, and he had any lost the fumble. Um, you know, we like the 17 touches, but we would have liked for him to do a lot more with them, uh, with those touches. Um, that's, you know, that's it's kind of disappointing. Again, he was a PPR RB2 entering the entering the day. Um, yeah, it was just an all around bad performance by the Lions offense. And, and Jerry Goff is, is terrible. He can't throw the ball down the field. He doesn't they don't have any receivers. So the Eagles, they, they had a they had a pretty you know stellar game plan, you know, just. You know, cr- you know, crowd the box and make make Jared Goff beat you, and in in most cases, he's proven that he cannot beat you. Um, <laughs> so that, and that's just kind of weighing down a lot of their offensive weapons, including you know DeAndre Swift. They gave him the ball seventeen times, and he wasn't able to do much with it. So that was that was a big disappointment. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, uh, I know. If my last, the last point I want to make is uh, your boy Justin uh, Fields. Uh, you know. Uh, First game that you don't have Matt Nagy even on the sideline. It looks yeah. like they kind of unlocked him a little bit. You know, some yeah. people on Twitter, uh, like our boy Ray, Ray G, like to <laughs> use the word Konami code for running back for quarterbacks that can run. Yeah. Uh, and he definitely looked like a Konami code type quarterback, uh, being able to, you know, use his legs a little bit more than he has. Uh, you know, he had five runs over 10 plus yards. I mean, he had what was it? Uh, he had a over a hundred yards rushing this past week. Yeah, um, 10, 10 for one hundred three. Yeah, and 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 what's so crazy is that he's the second quarterback this year that's that's run over a hundred yards, and the only other one has been Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, I mean, they didn't get the win, but the offense looked a little bit, a, just a little bit better. He's still he's still struggling to to connect with Allen Robinson, but it looked a little bit better because he was able to expose the defense with using his legs. And yeah. uh, I know everybody saw that one run where he was like, looked like he was dead to rights. Spin. He did a 360 spin. Yeah. Gave him a little uh, shimmy and then ran down the sideline for what? 30 yeah. yard gain or something, something crazy. Yeah, it, was, it was a, it was a fourth down. It was fourth and one. And then yeah. like, so like he, I think it was a, it might've been a design bootleg. He trips yeah. and then he reverses his field. Shakes a defender and then just takes off down the sideline. Has a couple of blocks downfield and it cuts yep. back in for a touchdown. Yep. Um, but on that day, he he had five runs for over ten plus yards, and that's like I think that's the most by a quarterback um all season. So yeah. like that, you know, Justin Fields. I mean, you know, with without Mac Nagy's uh, training wheels this week, he looked like he was a little bit unlocked. Looked like a little bit unlocked. We'll see what happens next week. Um, you know, with Matt Nagy back on the sideline, but um, this is this is a type of production we expected to see from Justin Fields at some point this season. So I'm glad we're, we're, we we at least got it for one week. We just hope that it continues. Yep, definitely. And um, uh, uh, just staying on that note of, of, of quarterbacks, I mean, we had uh, – you could have called this week also the revenge of the uh, of the backups because, I mean, you had <laughs> – you had, we had our boy Cooper Rush coming in uh, in relief and, you know, he balled out. Like he, he looked poised versus the Vikings. He – I mean, Lamb went six for one hundred and two on eight targets. You had Cooper eight for eight for one twelve. I mean, one twenty-two in the touchdown. 
Yep. Um, 13 I mean, targets. He, yeah, he kept the he kept our top two wide receivers relevant. Yeah. Uh, you had Geno Smith. He he got the he got a got a get right spot versus the Jags. Uh, so if you played Lockett, if you stayed patient with Lockett, he he showed love to you. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you had DK. He showed. He, he, I mean, the first touchdown pass that he had. Oh my god! It was, it was just grown man stuff. <laughs> yeah, grown man yeah. stuff, man. But I mean, yeah, yeah, Metcalf with two touchdowns. So I mean, uh, and then you also had Trevor Simeon when uh, Jameis got hurt. Unluckily, uh, he came yeah. in and he looked. He looked. He looked solid. So yeah. um, definitely backups. They they did their thing this past week. Yeah. And then one backup you did not uh you didn't mention yet uh was uh Mike White um and he oh, and that and that'll lead into our uh our next segment is or for fantasy MVP of the week. Um he was actually the top passer <laughs> on the week <laughs> at 405 <laughs> yards passing like who would have saw that coming. Had three touchdowns, had two early interceptions and they were both off of tip passes. Yeah. Um they're off they're off tip passes and I think he started the game 10 for 10. Um, against the Bengals defense. The Bengals defense has actually been pretty good this year. I mean, they, yeah. they held Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at 17 points the previous week. So, I mean, it's, it was, it was one of those, it's one of those things that don't make sense. You know, it's, uh, you know, one of those any given Sunday kind of things. But what we saw though, I mean, he, he didn't even take that many chances down the field. A lot of those, no. pa- a lot of those passes were, were check downs mm-hmm. and he, he allowed his receivers to just run, you know, run after the catch. Yep. You know, you know, they got a lot of chunk yards, a lot of chunk gains. I think um, Ty Johnson had had this one you know, beautiful, you know, check down and he shook a couple of defenders, tight rope the sideline for like a 20 yard touchdown. Yep. Um, and then I think Keelan Cole had a had a near one handed. Yep. Know, oh, my fade. gosh. Yeah. They this overturned it. But that was that was an awesome catch and awesome yeah. effort by him. Yeah, um, you know they had they had a lot of receivers catch at least like five or six passes. Elijah Moore, the rookie from. Um, uh, Ole Miss had six for sixty-seven, yeah. so that was obviously his best game as a pro. Um, that's a, that's a guy that you guys should go ahead and, and go after on the waiver wire if you can. Um, it looks like Corey Davis might miss this week's um, game. They they play on Thursday night. It's a short week. Yep. Um, he, he was out this past week, so maybe you know we'll start seeing Elijah Moore be used more. Um, especially used more, right? <laughs> I said more. more. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll see. We'll see a lot of Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll start utilizing him. You know, maybe in some reverses, a lot of screen passes. You never know. So, um, that's another. That's another takeaway I have. Mike White just balled out. He did. Now, do you think there's there's going to be a controversy once uh, your boy Zach Wilson gets healthy, or if Zach Wilson is out a little bit longer, do they even play uh, your boy Joe Flacco? Well, you know the quote that um, there was a quote that Robert Sala said, had like after the game. He was just saying, um, I think they were asking him about the long term future of the quarterback position at, in the, in the, at the Jets, and I think he had, I think he had some some sort of hyperbolic message about like, oh yeah, we we, we don't know we, we we don't know, but I think he's he's definitely starting this week. He's definitely starting yeah. next week, and you know he, he I don't know. There's I don't think there's going to be controversy yet. We'll have to see how Mike White does against the Colts this week. They're expected to be expected to be trailing in this game. Um, maybe, hopefully, he can follow it up. Follow it up. Obviously, he's not going to throw for 405 yards again. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know how long Zach Wilson is going to be out. I think he's out for another couple of weeks. Was it, was it the short term IR that he was? Was he placed on IR or no? Um, I don't. Was he placed on IR? I want to say I, he. I, I don't know. Let me. I, I want to say he was just because. I mean, you have. 
because you signed Joe Flacco. I want to say he was, but I can't. I can't remember for sure if he was. Okay, um, so he he avoided IR, so he's not on IR yeah. yet. But um, yeah, so I, I guess it, it'll be maybe a maybe know, next week. week the next week game. Week. He's yeah. week to week, so maybe we'll see him in week ten. Maybe not. But um, if Mike White continues to play the way he is, then <laughs> we'll see. We, we will yeah, see. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to overreact after one game. It was a great game. Not gonna. Not gonna lie. He's a, he actually used to be on the Cowboys. Believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he was our, was wasn't he our backup at one point or one of our, our third stringer or. He was third string, but I mean, he was always on practice squad. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now. Hey, good, for, good for him, though. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so we do have our MVPs, and we also have our our least valuable player of the week. Uh, we actually had a few of them, but I think, I think for most, most fantasy players, uh, when they saw uh, Miles Sanders get hurt, we just assumed that, that this player was going to get a bigger role. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Um, I think we, 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 we shot our load with this one. Um, and uh, <laughs> Boy, did he, didn't do, he didn't do squat. I mean, he pretty much watched the first three quarters of that Eagles game, and then they were like, "All right, all right, Kenneth, get in there and do something." In the fourth quarter, when there's nothing to play for, uh, I think he had what twelve is thirteen carries or in that in that fourth quarter. Yeah. So, so through three quarters, he had one touch, and then yeah. in the fourth quarter, he had twelve carries, which yeah. made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I th- I think now looking back at it, uh, we should have been we should have been, I guess. We should have seen this coming, kind of, because he is the passing down back. They never really, they never really used him as a rusher. So, and when Miles Sanders got hurt during that last game, it was it was it was Boston Scott getting the carries. Yeah, Yeah, got the rushing touchdown. He got both inside the the red zone. It was him inside the the inside the five. It was Boston Scott running, not Gainwell. So. I mean, I just wish that I would have used a little more insight because I know I traded for him this past week. Uh, you did. I, you luckily, did. We, I didn't. We thought, luckily, we, thought it was, uh, we thought it was the ski mask after yeah, fighting. No, but, nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was just a side note. But, uh, but yeah, we just need to be in perspective that he is the passing down back. He is not the direct uh, – he is not the backup to Miles Sanders. Clearly, that's uh, Boston Scott. So, But luckily for us next this coming week, uh, they won't. They shouldn't be in the position where they just run the ball, run the clock out. Like they're gonna have to throw the ball to stay yeah. in the game. So yeah, they, they uh, have the, they have the Chargers this week in uh, yeah. in Philadelphia. <laughs> so that'll be a more a much more competitive game. They're not gonna be up thirty eight nothing at the end of the three quarters. So no, but uh, the Chargers do are pretty sucky at stopping the run too. So yeah. hopefully we'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, and then another another sign that we kind of ignored, um, I think, leading up to the game was when they elevated Jordan Howard off of the practice squad. Mm-hmm. When they elevated him, um, a lot of us, you know, we had we had it, you know, we had tunnel vision. We had it stuck in our minds that oh no, it's Kenneth Gainwell. Jordan Howard is nothing to worry about. This, that, and the other. But I mean, he was getting first team reps. <laughs> he started getting first team reps, and then. Uh, before you know it, he was getting goal line carries in the game and scored two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I think we we have to pay attention to when we see see moves like that in fantasy that we need to apply that to. Like, do we want to spend money on this dude for a, a waiver pickup? Um, you know, like for for instance, for Jordan Howard. I mean, Miles Sanders is on the on the uh, short term IR. 
uh, Jordan Howard signed off the practice squad. So we got to remember that he can only be signed off the practice squad twice before the Eagles have to figure out do they want to sign him for the rest of the year or let him go. So yeah. it'd be very telling what we see from the Eagles this, this week if they want to use that last one on him now or they want to just wait and use it next week or what. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what they do with what Jordan Howard, which makes it tricky if if you didn't spend money on him, he's still out on your waiver wire. Do you want to go and use some money on him this week? So um, now just a chance you're going to have to take. So, yeah, I honestly, I, um, I would not recommend using any fab on Jordan <laughs> Howard. Um, I, I think Boston Scott is the guy and then Kenny Gainwell is going to be the guy in, in passing downs, um, mm-hmm. especially with the upcoming you know schedule that they have, especially with the Chargers coming in this week. I, I, I highly recommend you take, you know, Prefer I, I, you should prioritize Boston Scott over Jordan Howard definitely because yeah. if you if you try to go with Jordan Howard you're just take, you're just chasing touchdowns and as we know touchdowns are pretty volatile in fantasy football and you know touchdowns touchdowns plus volume you may be able to chase that but he's not really getting a lot of volume so yeah. um, or he's not really expected to get a lot of volume yeah so just and just just keep that in mind yes and always. I think I know for sure my number one rule when I look at fantasy is that we you want the you want players that get the most opportunity because opportunity equals potential fantasy points. Exactly. So potential output. So just exactly. keep that in mind. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. Uh, all right, so to our next segment, our mo- my most my favorite segment of our, our show that we came up with is yep. a segment called Cap or No Cap. For our uh, listeners that might not know what cap means, cap is another word that uh, us folks like to use when when we say somebody's lying. We just say, oh, yeah, that's cap. Or, yeah, so for instance, like if Gene says he's like the greatest fantasy football manager of all time, <laughs> I'll say, no oh, cap. that's really cap <laughs> yeah. because it's cap. Um, that's that's kind of what we mean by cap. But no, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you're all right. All right, so <laughs> I'll run down some some uh, some questions or some scenarios, and I'll have I you know tell me if it's cap or no cap, and then I if if I feel need, and then I'll double back and and give my opinion on it too. So the first one is Michael Carter's usage. Is it real cap or no cap? I think it's real. Um, he's been trending. Uh, it, it's it's no cap. First of all. Um, it's been trending um, in the positive direction over the last three weeks. It's, his fantasy points have gone up from like I think he went. I think he had 14 three weeks ago to 16, and then now he. And then this past week, his usage skyrocketed. He, now he was the overall RB one on the week. Um, so you know the last two weeks he's played 71 percent snaps. 
He's had 67% of the running back touches and he's at a 25% target share. Like that's bell cow usage. Like that is, that is true elite running back usage. Um, he has, a, he's at 80, 80% of the running back touches inside of the 10 yard line. So if your running back is playing inside the 10 yard line, um, there's, you know, obviously that they're, they're in a scoring position. And if whoever's on the field around that time, they're more than likely going to get the opportunities um, to score fancy points. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is no cap. Um, Michael Carter, is, I mean, he's finally starting to come into his own. Um, Tevin Coleman, um, another running back on the Jets, has been injury prone. What else is Garbage. new? Garbage. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that too. Um, and Ty Johnson is just a, kind of like a change of pace guy. You know, he, he'll, he'll be on an occasional passing downs, but um, it seems like Michael Carter has, has full command of this backfield, and this is definitely no cap. Yeah, I want to say I, I want to co-sign that. I want to say that's no cap. The only caveat is that uh, we did see Samaj, uh, not Samaj. Uh, we did see uh, P Ryan, uh, Lamichael P Ryan. He did snake a touchdown. Uh, oh, did he really? His, yeah, on uh-huh. one of his few carries, he got a touchdown. I didn't even know. I didn't uh, know he was still a thing. I yeah, thought he was he, like on. Uh, I thought he was like a healthy scratch. Oh, sorry. No, he wasn't. I'm sorry. He didn't get a touchdown, but he did get a carry. But okay. never mind. He's not. He's. We don't need to worry about him. Okay. I think the main thing is that when Zach Wilson returns, are they going to continue to use the running backs in the passing game? Because Zach Wilson did not check down when he was playing, um, yeah. and I think he need to do that more because their O line is not good. Um, but yeah, I want to say. I want to say it's no cap. All right. Second question. Uh, we did see this player. He just got placed on the COVID list uh, before we recorded. But still, regardless, if he didn't have COVID, do you think Nova Fan is a trustworthy starter, cap or no cap? Um, ah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question because tight end, tight end is such, you know, um, we'll, we'll use this term quite a bit. Tight end is such a dumpster fire. It's really mm-hmm. hard to find a good tight end in, in, in fantasy football. So I, I'm going to say no fan as a trustworthy starter. I'm going to say it's no cap just, you know, it obviously pre COVID. I mean, we, we, we had, uh, we had, uh, created the show sheet prior to under learning that he got placed on the code, uh, the COVID list. But, um, he, I, I would say he's still a viable starter because you, you'll, you'll, you'll get some good weeks here and there. Um, he was seeing 90% of the snaps, um, you know, while his, uh, his fellow tight end two was out, he, he only saw four targets on 21 routes this past week. Um, and Albert O got three targets on 12 routes. Um, you know, since, I mean, Jerry Judy is healthy now and Colton Sutton's on the outside that still, that would, I think that would still open up some, some, some targets over the middle for him. Um, and he's a talented guy. I mean, he was, he ran like a four or five coming out of college and um, coming, coming out of Iowa. So he can get down the field in a hurry. Um, I think you know Teddy Bridgewater still still likes him. He still likes to throw to him. Um, but just you know, the last couple of weeks is you know it, it, leaving a lot out there. But I still think he's a trustworthy starter for the most part. Um, we just kind of have to you know we have to take some of the good some of the some of the some of the good with the bad. There's going to be some bad weeks at tight end. That's just the, that's just the nature of the position. You know they can't be consistent all the time. Um, so I, I think he's, you know, you can still put, put him in there as a starting, he's still a tight end one. He's still a tight end eight on the season. So I, I yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm just going to say it's no cap for now, for now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same, but I, I cautiously, cautiously admit, uh, 
cautiously say that it's no cap. I want to say it's cap though, but um, like you pointed out, um, Teddy B does kind of like throwing to him, but he does like also throwing them to to Albert O. Also, um, Albert O. is going to be a thing uh, as long as Teddy B is the quarterback uh, because he likes. He, he liked throwing the tight ends and Teddy B sucks. Um, but, <laughs> but um, I would, I mean, if, if I was a fan owner, I would have, I definitely have another tight end on my, on my roster for sure, because I just, it's, sh- it's shaky with all those, with, with all those potential targets. Like you, you know, we, there's four other dependable targets you can throw to, and we didn't even name any of the running backs. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just a quick note though, now that we know that he's on the COVID list, um obviously go out and pick up Albert O. Um yep. if if you if you don't know what his last name is, it's Okobunum, Oku, Albert Okobunum. You'll find Naja-boy. him on your waiver wire. Naja boy. Naja boy. Uh <laughs> you'll you'll find him on your waiver wire. Um he should be he should be widely available in most leagues. Uh, I would just kind of pick him up cuz he I mean he's if Noah Fant is going to miss time, he's going to be He's a pretty good athlete in his own right. He ran like a four or five as well coming yep. out. Like he's he's yep. a real big dude, like six six two sixty. Yep. Um, came come out of came coming out of Missouri. Like he's a he's a pretty big dude, and he can he can move too. So yeah, um, he showed some flashes while he was in the game um, earlier in the season. So yeah, I, I would go I would go pick him up as well. All right, our last one, cap or no cap, Brandon Ayuk. Is he a startable wide receiver on your on your fantasy rosters? Man, this this one is uh this one is very near and dear to me. Uh, is Brandon Ayuk is a startable wide receiver? I I'm gonna say it's cap. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's cap. I'm gonna say it's cap. Um only for the simple fact that we've seen him have a spike in usage before. I think in week three or week four, I think he had like, you know, six targets in week three, you know, four, four for 37 in a touchdown. Um, and then the next week he, you know, wet the bed, you know, one for six. So I want to see him string together multiple weeks of production before I call it no cap. Um, I, he set season highs and targets, target share, um, you know, catches, yards, um, you, you name it. Like he he set season highs and across the board. He even had a he had a, like a nice a nicely designed uh, two point conversion for him. Like he was the, in the inside yep. slot guy, made a move on the DB, faked him out of his shoes, um, and then he had a little bit of a dance after 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 scoring a little bit after scoring the two points. Looks like he was having fun out there, you know. So I mean, if if he has that swagger back. And he continues to, you know, to produce, then we can we can start to trust him. But I don't think I don't think we I don't think we can trust him for now. I think it's I think it's cap. Yeah, I have to say it's cap too. But if he's out on your waiver wires, I would at least pick him up and just wait and see uh, what happens. Yeah. All right. And then speaking of you know picking up and waiting and see on players uh, waiver wire pickups, um, you know this part you we want to talk about certain players that might be looking to add on our rosters if we need a fill in or somebody that might be, that might be usable uh, more than just a week uh, for your, your bi-week fill in. So uh, I'll hit run down a few quarterbacks. that I think that'd be useful for you at least this week. Uh, first one is Derek Carr. Um, 
you know, before the bye week, he was what top three, top four in, in passing yards. Uh, he's the quarter. He leads the league in in downfield throws. Uh, he plays the New York, uh, the Giants, Giants this week in their pass defense. Their defense is not good. So, uh, and then with the news with uh, with uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, I know it put a it might it's going to put a little bit of damper in terms of. Uh, those downfield throws, but they do have other options in terms of challenging defenses downfield. Yeah. Uh, my second one is when we talked about earlier about uh, our boy, Mike White uh, is playing against the Colts defense. Um, their defense is definitely susceptible to the pass uh, playing cover two. So they'll definitely be able to, to, to do what they did with the Bengals, which is dump it off uh, to the running backs, uh, don't dump it off to like Elijah Moore, uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what, uh, see what happens with that. Uh, and then my last quarterback is Tua, you know, uh, he gets a spot start against the team that he was potentially going to get traded to with the, uh, against, <laughs> against the talk Texans. Yeah. Talk about awkward. Um, and then, I mean, the Texans are taken. Um, they have nobody on defense to cover anything. So, you know, pick up Tua if you need a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just we'll, we'll briefly touch on running backs. We did touch on, um, you know, McNichols, Peterson, De- Deontay Foreman earlier um, in the wake of the Henry injury. My um, preferably um, if, if I were to if, if I were to advise you guys to pick one up, I would go with McNichols over Peterson. You can pick up both of them, but I would prioritize McNich- McNichols um, because he's a better PPR asset. He's more likely to catch passes. And he's more likely to be to be in on third downs. Um, which is which is pretty important, which is the money down, obviously. And, you know, you know, in PPR, you know, if you, you want to utilize those assets as best as you can, um, those 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 skill sets. And if he's able to catch passes, um, they're expected to be trailing. I think they're what seven point fav, uh, dogs at the Rams mm-hmm. on Sunday night. So, yeah, they're going to be trailing most of the game and they're going to be you know having to pass more. They can't establish the run anymore with, you know, the way they were doing it before with Derrick Henry. So. Um, that that would be the, the priority um, for the running backs. Um, you can pick up Ty Johnson. Look at look at picking up Ty Johnson as well. Um, he had a pretty good game. He had five for seventy one and a touchdown. Um, you know, obviously, you know the you know Mike White threw for four hundred yards. He's probably not going to do that again. But Mike, you know, Ty Johnson is still a good you know a good um, you know a good change of pace back, and he still he'll he'll still be on be in on some passing downs, and he'll give you some standalone value in PPR. And then finally, um, we, Carlos Hyde, he, he is the direct plate replacement for uh, James Robinson, who's, you know, day-to-day with an ankle-slash-heel injury. Um, if he misses any kind of time, I think this is a, a guy that you can look at. Don't spend a, don't spend a ton of fab on him. Um, just, you know, maybe a you know, small bid here, small bid there, because um, we don't even know if James Robinson's going to even miss time. But just, just it's, it's a name to monitor. Um, when James Robinson went out, he played 66% of the snaps and he had eight targets. So um, that's a guy that, you know, you guys need to, you know, just keep your eye on and, and monitor that uh, running back situation in Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, we talked about Brandon Ayuk and uh, cap no cap. Uh, we'll bring it up again. If he's available on your waiver wire, you can pick him up and, you know, just a stash and hope that, yeah. uh, that the recent uptick on usage will actually – Continue. Turn into some, yeah, continue to actually turn into something. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 27% target share last week. Uh, 
Another person I'm looking into is uh, Van Jefferson. Um, the, the Rams are running a lot of three wide sets, and he is the third wide receiver, and Stafford is looking at him. Um, he's like unquestioned number third, the number three. Uh, he had three for 88 last week. They just released DJAC, so um, and uh, at, Atwell got hurt. He's done for the year. Um, and, um, you know, I, I would look to get Van Jefferson. And then real quick on tight ends, like we said, it's, it's, just, it's a wasteland. If you have somebody on by, you can look at Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold's getting targeted. He's Jacksonville, 74%. Jacksonville tight yeah. end. Yeah, Jacksonville tight end. I mean, he had 10 targets last week, 18.5% uh, target share. That's elite for tight end, for the tight end position. Um, within those 10 targets, he had 8 for 68. Uh, since week five, basically since he's the week after he got there, he's been averaging 10.6 uh, PPR points per game, uh, which is seventh. Um, and then um, and then also seventh in uh, in target share in that same uh, the same time span. So he's definitely a, a somebody you can pick up and maybe keep for the rest of the year, honestly. Yeah. Um, and this, this other Maddie Jacksonville is, I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to continue to throw to the same people. I mean, another guy that we're kind of. We, 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 we skipped over this guy in receivers, but uh, Jamal Agnew, um, that's another guy that you can oh, look yeah. to pick up. Um, it seems like he's – he's I think he's leading Jacksonville in targets, or at least at least he's in top in the, in the top two. Um, that's yeah. another wide receiver you can go ahead and uh, just try to stash on your bench. Um, that he's definitely like the, leading the last two weeks for sure. Last two weeks, definitely. So, yeah, yeah another guy. And then the last tight end is uh, Pat Firemute. Uh, looks like since Ebron's got hurt, they um, basically unleashed him the last two games, 11 for 102 in the touchdown on 14 targets, which is 20% target share. That's elite for a tight end. Yeah. You know Big Ben likes dumping it off. He he doesn't – he he refuses to throw down field. So yeah. uh, I would definitely pick up uh, Pat F if you can get him. Yeah. Now, uh, here we'll talk about um, – you know, matchups that we want to attack, uh, players that we want to look to start or pick up for our, uh, for this week. Uh, and this segment we call Barbecue Chicken. If you do not know what word Barbecue ch Chicken stems from, if you, if you watch NBA, uh, inside the NBA uh, preview show on, in, on TNT, your boy Shaq, <laughs> whenever he sees a, a, a matchup that that doesn't look favor for defense. He'll he call it barbecue chicken alert. You know, yeah. you go go in there and go the, go the, get some go get some food. The the easy the easy work in the post. Mama's yeah. cooking, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my mom my mama's yams, man. Yeah, mama's biscuits. Mama, my mama All right. biscuits. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first the first matchup that uh, we want to attack. I saw this right away was Aaron Rodgers versus the Chiefs. No brainer. Yeah, no brainer. Over under fifty four. Uh, the Chiefs allowed the second highest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They're 30th in pass DVOA. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has thrown two, at least two touchdowns in every game this year, except for the first clunker that he did had. So, and just uh, real quick, a uh, real quick note on DVOA um, that's basically defense adjusted value over average. It just compares uh, a team's success on a per play basis based on a you know, certain metric, like you know, again, like this is like passing yards. So, you know, if just it just measures like how a team is performing relative to other teams. Um, yeah. So if they're 30th, obviously, the, the lower you are, the worse you are. Um, and Kansas City is third worst against the pass um, on a per play basis. So yeah. definitely um, attack them, you know, 
you know, each and every week. Uh, hell, the Giants had a couple of chunk plays against them last night on Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. They had a 50-yard bomb to John Ross. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of matchups there to attack um, in the Kansas City secondary. Yeah, and uh, my uh, other one that I liked was uh, Jonathan Taylor versus the Jets. Uh, the Jets are allowing the most uh, fantasy points to running backs on the season so far. And um, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's averaging 20, 20 uh, fantasy points per game the last five. And then within those last five, he's also getting 19 touches per game. Um, we know he's the goal line back, and they're getting him involved in the passing game now. So, And the Jets, they can't – they're not good at defending any – not much of anything, but definitely not the running back. So, yeah. Barbecue chicken alert. Yeah. Uh, just, just the last couple of ones we'll close out here. Um, the Bills offense or, the, you know, the Bills passing game versus the Jags. Um, the Jags the Jags pass defense is, is just awful. They're just atrocious. Um, they're 29th in yards allowed, 31st in completion rate allowed. Um, they're 31st in yards per attempt allowed. <laughs> 32nd in pass DVOA. So they're dead last in that DVOA stat that I just – or that DVOA definition I just read off. They're dead last in that in that category, um, and then thirty first in uh, PFF coverage grade. So I mean they're just they're just the worst. Um, and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, um, Beasley, and Emmanuel Sanders they're they're gonna they're gonna feast on, on that Jacksonville secondary. So even I mean, maybe even Gabe Davis if you guys maybe you have even a- Gabe Davis he'll he may get a piece of that too. So yeah. Um, and then finally to close this out, um, the Rams. Uh, if it, it seems like every week we're going to be touching on the Rams or every or every, we're going to be touching on the Rams, whoever they play and touching on the Titans defense, whoever they're up against um, <laughs> the Titans defense. They're allowing the most fancy points to wide receivers. Um, Matthew Stafford's third in yards per pass attempt. And, you know, the Rams, they, the Rams offense, they average 30 points per game um, and they're fourth in passing yards per game. Um, and then they're, and they're the top rated offense. Um, and obviously, we talked about Cooper Cup. You know, this season's um, current uh, fantasy MVP. Um, he's going to continue that historic start. He's going to get to a thousand yards and maybe eleven touchdowns um, by the end of this game when it's all said and done. So yeah, that's those are those are the matchups to attack this week. And in our show, we like how we run down like these different stats or whatnot, uh, talking about fantasy players and DVOA and fantasy points per game. The defense is allowed. Um, all that, all these different stats and things like that uh, pertaining to fantasy also tie into when we start talking about player props. And I know that's becoming a bigger and bigger thing in, in the fantasy space. So on our show, we we want to touch on some some player props uh, via uh, price price picks uh, that we like, um, and then uh, you know and looking to put money on possibly. And, and if you have them on your rosters, then these are also players you could you could start you know, too. You so starting fantasy, yeah. So my first one is Aaron Jones over sixty two and a half rushing yards. Um, I think that's an automatic smash. Um, one thing when you see Price Picks when you get in early, their their lines tend to be really friendly, um, and this seems a little friendly for me because they're going against KC. KC's defense is 29th in rush DVOA, um, yeah. so I just feel like this is just. This is just easy. Like they're just gonna. I mean, they could just run down their throat. Um, or I mean, if if we do see Devonte back, then I mean, you can definitely can see Devonte get some some action too. And Aaron uh, Jones, second, just real quick, and Aaron Jones, yeah. I mean, he's capable of ripping off fifty yard runs anyway. Yeah. So he can he can literally get this on one carry if he, yeah. if he would like. So yeah. we haven't seen that as many 
you know, long runs from Aaron Jones this year, but um, we know one of those one of those weeks he's going to go bonkers. And I think the last I think the last time he played the Chiefs in 2019, he had quite a few of you know long long gains um, against the Chiefs. So I think yeah, he he's due for a uh, a smash you know a smash spot um, against Kansas City. Yeah, and then my second one was Jonathan Taylor over uh, uh, 0.5 rush touchdowns. Uh, like I said before, the Jets have allowed the most points to uh, to fantasy running backs, and JT, like I said before, has had at least 19, averaging 19 touches per game the last five and 20 fantasy points per game in that same span. So, um, and the and Jets he scored in five straight games. So yeah, yeah. So it's the Jets. So yeah. Uh, and the last last two ones we have here, Michael Carter over four and a half catches. Um, from what we saw last week, Mike White loves throwing checkdowns. You know, um, we can we we can bet on this. You know, I don't know confidently to continue, but I mean, if if the, if it's something that you know that he has a tendency of doing, at least they show the first game. I mean, we can go back to the well until until he shows us that it's not it's not the case. So uh, four and a half catches seems kind of light for him. And Michael Carter again. He's been, you know, very involved. Um, he's been, you know, the the most, uh, you know, he has he's had the most opportunities in that backfield. His usage is obviously ramping up. So I think this is a you know a number that can easily go over, especially when they're going to be trailing, um, potentially trailing um, in this game. And then finally, uh, we have Stephon Diggs over 80 and a half receiving yards. Um, they're playing the Jags, and we you kind of touched on how bad the Jags defense is. They can't really stop anybody. They just gave up a lot of yards to uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I think over 250 plus yards to to them total. So mm-hmm. I think that's an easy. I think that and, and Geno Smith was throwing them passes. So <laughs> so uh, and then we have and then we have Josh Allen throwing Stephon Diggs passes. So I think this is an easy easy over for Stephon Diggs. He hasn't. He's only hit that number twice this year. But, um, you know, again, you know, he's getting this target share. He's over 25% target share. So it's, you know, again, he's due for some 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 regression. He has scored touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. So that's another thing that can, you know, that can help him as well. So we'll we'll see Stephon Diggs um, get over that number. 80 and yeah. Yo, we done, you know. We did that's it. That's the end of the show, you know. We're the first <laughs> one. Uh, we first did of many, it, sir. Know? First of many. Yeah, first of many. Uh, you know, before we close this, this thing out, you got anything to say to the people? Yeah, just uh, you know, uh, we appreciate you uh, hanging around, you know, for this hour. Um, you know, listening listening to our uh, our fantasy advice. Hopefully, you guys learned something, um, got some actionable information, and um, things that can help you guys um, conquer your leagues and get a get a step ahead of your leagues. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow uh, Gene at Fantasy Genes. Follow me on Twitter as well, just underscore Ico nine, and then follow the show at Off the Line FF um, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, subscribe, like, rate, review, um, you know, whatever, wherever podcasts can be found, um, Apple, Spotify, Google, every, anywhere you can find podcasts, you know, you know, again, subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, man. You know, again, like we said, this is Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll be back next week to talk to you good people. Until, until then, you know, be safe and go get some W's. Peace. Good luck. Week nine. We on we on deck. <laughs>